Money Matters. You're about to give your ears the best experience they've ever had with the Listen Money Matters podcast. Personal finance talk for dudes, dudettes, and everyone in between. And now, here are your hosts, Matt and Andrew. Hey everybody, welcome to Listen Money Matters. My name is Matt and I'm here with Andrew. Andrew, how are you, sir? I'm fucking terrific, Excellent. Dude. That is good to hear. I'm very glad to hear that. How are you? Um, good. <laughs> I'm good. <laughs> Nothing bad. All good. Uh... And uh, just working on some stuff. Actually, um, today we're going to talk a little bit about how to pick stocks, right? Cause, yeah. Because we were uh, we had talked to somebody. We we we've been turning a lot of people on to Betterment actually, because a lot of my friends and family who were listening to the show uh, kept saying, "Oh, I want to sign up for Betterment," and I'm like, "All right, cool. Like that's great." They're like, "How do you use it?" I'm like, "Oh, well." You know, there's a couple of things on our website you can check out, but uh, and I know uh, when we had answered Carlson's question, he was uh, another question that he had was how do I pick stocks? And he ended up just going with Betterment. But I do want to know like what goes into picking a stock because personally, I've fucked up every stock purchase I've ever bought, and and I know you have a few case studies of your own. Uh, Fuck you've ups done, and, and okay, yeah, good you've ones. done good and you've done bad, and I guess yeah. that's kind of the that's the whole game, I guess. You know, it's like sometimes you win, sometimes you lose. You go to the casino, you play roulette, whatever. Yeah. So, I guess. Uh, well, let me ask: Are you drinking anything today? Uh, yeah, I am drinking a Merry Christmas, Happy New Year, Anchor Brewing. Nice. All something. I love yeah. Anchor. It's very tasty. So good. Very, I am having so special. I am drinking coffee today. Ah. Yeah. I I did not have any beer in my fridge. Uh nor did I feel like going out and buying for uh beer today. So any special coffee brew? Uh yeah. I mean, I have a Keurig, but I I like to use my French press cuz I'm kind of a coffee snob now. But <laughs> uh it was quick and easy. So, uh it's like Dunkin Donuts mocha with Peppermint mocha creamer, and the only reason I chose this, and I don't have to go into detail, but I had salad with a lot of balsamic dressing. There was a lot of like vinegariness, and I wanted to cut that with something sweet. So I just figured I'd put all like the artificially flavored coffee shit into one cup, and <laughs> now it's almost gone. But all right, so I want to ask you, how do you pick? Like what? Like get, buying a stock is not as easy as well. It is as easy as going and buying a stock, right? You can do it that way, but yeah, you can buy whatever you want. Yeah, but it's not necessarily going to work out. So, what kind of key factors do you look for when you're analyzing a stock before you purchase it? What kind of research do you do? All right, so uh, one like I I don't want to buy anything that I don't know and don't already understand. You know, so if you tell me about this great hang gliding company that's going to whatever, like, great, but I'm not going to buy it. Like, I need to already have known about it, like, believe in their products. It's not like it already shortens the list. And uh, from there, like, you want me to get into, like, some, like, technical stuff? Yeah, I would absolutely right, like so, you to do that. Yeah, so, uh, like, the stock price is kind of like an arbitrary number. You know what I mean? No. The fact that Apple is 500 something dollars right now and Microsoft is $36, 
says nothing about like how expensive or cheap the stock is. You mean how good the company is? I mean, how good the company is, is like a whole different set of things, but think of it like this, right? Um, you're going to buy a car, right? And the car is worth $26,000. Yeah. You could pay $26,000 all at once. You could pay. Yeah. All at once, whatever. This is not the debt thing. This is the um, different. Well, well, maybe all the analogies will be car analogies. Fair enough. So, uh, so it's $26. And that's a sticker price. You could pay $26. Right. You could also be a sucker or, and pay $36,000. Right? No, no, I'm confused. So, so the car is $26,000. Okay. It is possible for you to pay $36,000 for a $26,000 car, right? Uh, yeah, if you take a loan out and you have a ridiculously high interest rate and you paid it over seven years, I guess. Yeah, sure. Yeah, sure. Or I could just charge you thirty six and lie to you, or oh, yeah, like you could just do that. convince yeah. you, you know. Or you could just be dumb and you could just buy it for yeah. Yes, more. if I don't know how the car, how much the car is worth, and I didn't do all my research before going to buy that car on Edmunds dot com, I walk in there. Those guys could be snakes and yeah, know, screw me over. Yeah, sure. I'm sorry. Yeah, and uh, you could also pay sixteen thousand dollars for for the same car. Right, the, the, you get the exact same thing. Right, and stocks are the same way. Um, in the sense that, like, they are valued at um, like a ratio to the amount of money that they earn, and it, it's called uh, PE, the price to earnings ratio. And like, on average, like over the course of like forever or a very long time, uh, the PE for the market tends to be about twenty, right? When everyone's scared, and you know, we're right after a huge crash. The PE is lower because people took all their money out of the stock market, so the stocks are cheap. Okay. And right, right before a bust, the PEs tend to be really high because everyone's like greedy, trying to put their money in, and uh, the stocks are very expensive. Okay. So why is Apple five hundred and Microsoft thirty six dollars? That's because uh, Microsoft has more shares uh, per. Earnings, okay, right. So, like, if Apple stock split, mm-hmm. the price to earnings ratio uh, could remain the same because if it's five hundred dollars and the stock splits, you get two shares for every one, sure, and the value cuts in half, so it's two fifty instead for two shares. So, per share. so yeah. I think you have to explain this uh, PE to me. You said you you said the number twenty. Yeah, so it's like. Um, when you buy a stock, like you are not going to buy it like with a PE of one because you're not going. Okay, PE is, I'm sorry, PE is like the multiplier of forward earnings. So, for example, if there's like a PE of 10, yes, that means the stock is trading at 10 times its current earnings. So, <laughs> I don't think I follow. How is that? So, oh, you mean like? Uh, no, go ahead. Keep going. So, um, the 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 reason you buy stock is because you think it's going to go up. Sure. Right. <clears throat> up. Yeah. So if it, if it traded at one times its current earnings, like, and you're almost like guaranteed to make money, right? It's almost guaranteed to go up. So everyone's like, I'm buying that shit. So you want it when it's lower. You you want to buy when the PE is lower, but so does everyone else who knows what they're doing. 
Okay. So what happens is the market winds up um, equalizing itself at whatever the PE sits at based on like the news that comes out. So, so for example, I recently bought Tesla yeah. because there was all this like big crazy shit in the news about their cars like lighting on fire. Yeah, and if you, don't know what, if you don't know what Tesla is, it's an electric car company by uh, Elon Musk. And Yeah, I'm a huge Elon Musk fanboy, like yeah. I was Steve Jobs fanboy. But, uh, and then we could talk about it more in detail in a second. But because the news came out, because the fires, the, the people who trade on emotions, the ones who don't make money, sold. Are, are sold for no reason. Because, And we could talk about in detail why it made no sense. But then it makes it really cheap. So then the people who are waiting for the deals like me can go in and buy so I can get the, I can get like, I will still get one share of Tesla. Yeah. Right. But I'm going to get it for less than I would if everyone was bought into it and, you know. Sure. Sure. Because there's more shares to be had. Therefore, it drops the price, I imagine. Or how does, how yeah, does this, I mean, it, it, what it's controls implied- the price of the actual stock? Like what, is it the company's earnings? So, so supply and demand, right? Like, yeah, the earnings affect the stock price, but only because we buy and sell it. And if you think about it, oh. it's like um, if I put a share of something up for $10 and nobody buys it for $10, I can, I can, there's a couple like types of way you could trade. You could say like, I'm in a spot trade, you know, I want it for that price. Or you could just throw it out there. I think it's called a, a day trade. Or uh, a no a day no limit trade or something like that, okay. and uh, you just say like whatever price, just uh, well, I want to sell it. So if someone's like the highest possible price is nine dollars, well then I sell my stock for nine dollars instead of ten. Okay. So like it's whatever someone else is willing to buy it for is what it's worth, and you can only buy it for what someone else is willing to sell it for. All right, so before you go and pick a stock, you need to know. Like you need to be comfortable with the company. So like I wouldn't go buy stock in something I wasn't familiar with. But and that, is that just a general rule that you have or is that a general rule that people should follow? I mean. So, OK. Uh, I mean, I, I think it's a pretty solid rule. OK. And uh, I think like most like uh, financial companies that are like doing proprietary trading and whatever with their own money, they have analysts who are like like the craziest experts ever in the company. Because think about it, like, uh, unless you know all of the numbers and how to analyze their balance sheets and whatever and all this stuff, um, it's very hard to pick a good company just based on that. Right? So like, like you can look at their balance sheet, it looks great, but you don't know that they're, uh, they have like no vision and they're only be around for like another year. So like I wouldn't buy like Lumber Liquidator or something. I know, no- I know nothing about wood in general. So like I wouldn't yeah. go and buy that, but like I have an iPad, an iMac, an iPhone, and I everything. So I would probably, and I would feel comfortable buying Apple if I felt because I'm in love with Apple. Like I'm a fanboy as well. So that's something like I would buy, even though I'm not gonna spend five hundred dollars for one freaking share. But that's just me. Yeah, and the thing is, you also don't have to buy a full share. You could buy like point two shares. Ugh. You know, there's more to this than just buying a stock. So okay. You have to think of it like this. You, I just want to know. I just want to You find know. your company that you – sorry, go ahead. Well, see, I know like this shit can get complicated, right? It, it can get really complicated. Real There's fast. tons of numbers, analysis. Yeah, yeah. So like me, I don't know if I 
have the patience right now to think about all the and and be able to like spill it all out there like here's every single possibility but let's just say no 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 but see here's the thing is you will never beat the market like i mean you i'm sorry you will never beat the market in the short term if you're gonna try and buy and sell within months or even within a year uh timing the market is like really difficult because everyone's trying to do that and there's so many more people who are better than you smarter than you and have more information than you so your only goal is one if you're gonna buy a stock is to buy something that you believe in so you have faith that it'll actually do good and then you just look for when the stock is temporarily weak, like when Tesla had the fires. So it's, I love the company, I love the CEO, I truly believe in it, and I'm just waiting for the right opportunity because why pay more than I should for the same thing? So you want to wait till a car catches on fire and it's all over the news and then all of a sudden that pr- the stock price drops, you'll go in and buy just more of it because it's, you're buying it at a cheaper price. And yeah, then when absolutely. the company springs back and says, oh, that was nothing, and now we're making billions and trillions of dollars, you make out because you, were, you, didn't, you weren't afraid when they had fires. You, were, you bought because you, knew, you still believed in the company. Even though, like, because the company has solid base. You know, the CEO is like a visionary. And, and then you, you learn about the fires. So people were afraid of the fires, but uh, statistically – one Tesla lights on fire for every 6,500 Teslas on the road. And everyone's like, ah, you know, three Tesla fires. Gas-powered cars light on fire one in every 1,500 cars on the road. So Tesla is actually four times less likely to to light on fire. But nobody knows, nobody does like statistics or looks at this shit. Well, it's not news. yeah, other you know yeah, exactly. The news is like Tesla's on fire, company like under duress, or it's all scare tactics, right? Yeah. So if you can cut through the emotion and make logical decisions, you could stand to do well. All right, so that's a good tip. It's simple: buy, buy what you know. As yeah, far as stocks concerned, example for Apple because like you really like Apple, and I actually also really like Apple, and I, I own a lot of the stocks, so I follow it. Um. Building up to the the token announcements that they do, all the bloggers and people in the newspapers start to imagine like flying Apple spaceships that you could buy for like a hundred dollars and they will like talk to your mom on the phone for you or whatever. Like they'll do all crazy stuff and then they announce what what's like more realistic. And everyone's like, oh, that sucks. Apple's going bankrupt or something. And they all sell their stock. So the best time to buy Apple, and if you look at the chart, is right after their announcements because that's when everyone sells because they're all disappointed. Huh. Like, like sheep every time, like clockwork, dude. Interesting. That is interesting, actually. So what other things do you look at before you pick a stock? Because I want to share a quick story that um, I bought my first stock that I ever bought. I was working uh, at a pool store, and I was talking to a guy who – buys stock that's what he you know he invests and he said uh he's i'm really looking at this serious stock now this is way back before howard stern joined the team and there was news that howard stern was going over to sirius so he goes he's like i don't really see how that can lose and i was like man that's a good point like i bet sirius stock is super cheap and if i buy it now before howard stern moves on board and then everyone flocks over to sirius because even just even if all his fans move over 
I mean, it's got to be like a million people or I don't know, whatever the number I thought in my head that what it was. So right. I went and bought stock in Sirius. As soon as Howard Stern moved over, the fucking shit dropped. And uh, it has never been above the price that I bought it for. And I've since sold it because I just felt like what a waste of time that was. And I really don't believe in the service. Like I had the service <laughs> for a while because, you know, I figured, oh, I have stock in this. I might as well see what it's all about. And right. turns out uh sucked. So do you, do you know when you bought the stock? I'm just looking at the charts right now. Uh you know what? I don't know the exact uh year. Because if you bought it before two thousand six, uh you'd still be you know, down. Yeah, I'm gonna say it was probably like two thousand and eight. So if it was two thousand and eight? It was really? literally at its, it was at its peak when I bought it. Okay, so if it was at its peak, then it was like 2005. Because you bought it in 2008, you would actually have made money. Oh, then maybe that's... Yeah, all I know is that I've but, I've lost money. And I don't even remember how much I bought it for. But, I mean, long story short, uh, did, I knew I really had no business buying it. And I didn't buy that many. I, like, I think I spent 600 bucks. You know, it wasn't like right, a lot right. of money. But still, I mean, money is whatever. Yeah. But and the, I did the same... You don't want to lose it. But I I've done this multiple times. Like, every single time I've bought a stock, it's because I thought something. Like I was just like, hmm, the stock market or the yeah, when the when the housing market crashed, I'm like, I bet you there's gonna be a lot of people looking for rental apartments, you know, like places to rent. So I'm like, I'm gonna buy an online like rental website, and it was Move Inc. And I bought that, and it never did bad, but it never went up either. It was like I had it for like six years. I'm like, all right, this is. And again, I bought like a hundred bucks of it. It wasn't I, all these stocks, by the way. I paid like no money for because I was just. I guess right. testing the waters, but well, do you ever hear the the saying? Uh, well, do you know what bulls and bears are? Yeah, there's uh the bulls are these uh animals that they do uh the matadors, I guess, right? <laughs> and uh, bears uh shit in the woods. That I know. Nailed it. That yeah. yeah yeah. No, like I mean, like bulls are people who are like they they think the stock's gonna go up. Right. Bears people think stocks gonna go down, and they they say that uh. Bulls make money, bears make money, but pigs get slaughtered. And it's pigs are like the greedy people who are just going in. I'm gonna get rich right now, and bulls and bears take their money. Interesting. All right. So, what's another um, way that you go about picking a stock? Like, once you let's say you've you know you want to buy, um, I don't know, Tesla. Mm. Right. You've you've decided like I want to invest in Tesla because I believe in what they're doing like you have. What do you look for after that? Or do you do you even look at anything? Yeah, absolutely. So, I, you know, I look at their the past history of their their stock price. And while the past is no indication of the future, you know, I like to know, like, is it really volatile? Like it goes up and down a lot, uh-huh. you know, so uh, it means very like a dramatic stock. What um, are some red I, flags it, for you? Uh, so I don't, I don't like volatile stocks, the ones that are going up and going down. And, and Apple is actually a, a fairly volatile stock because it's very subject to rumors. Mm-hmm. Probably more volatile than I would normally buy, but I, I love the company. Um, but I look at uh, PE. Um, if the, like I used to be really big into dividend stocks, um, so I'll look at the dividend yield. Yeah, I have no idea what that is. So, um, do you know what a dividend is? Nope. nope. So, a dividend is when a percentage of the company's earnings get paid to shareholders. 
and Apple is actually a dividend stock now. Would that be like profit sharing? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. So um, if you look at Apple stock, for example, uh, their yield and, and the actual dividend payment is not as important as the yield. The yield is the percentage of money that the stock is worth is what you'll get. So like, for example, their yield is 2.18%. So that means every time there's a dividend payment, you get 2.18% uh, of the stock price. Right. So if you have 100 stocks, you're getting 2.8% of the oh, I'm total. sorry, I'm sorry. So you also have to consider like uh, how many times they may pay. They pay every quarter. I think most of them pay every quarter. So you then divide by four. And does that just gets rolled into your stock or do you actually get that money? So, so you could choose if you want to reinvest it in the company or if you want to take the cash. And the great thing is, is like, say Apple grows at 5% every year, right? And say their yield is 2%. You know, I mean, their dividend yield is 2% every year. That means technically you're making 7% on the stock. But the cool thing is, is that extra 2% you get to take and you get to do whatever with. You can either reinvest it or take it and buy something else with it. Right. Huh. Exactly, and that just went, so, and that just goes into your like brokerage account, I guess. Yeah, oh. and a really uh, solid wealth building strategy, like towards retirement thoughts, is you get a ton of dividend stocks that uh, over the course of time just pay you money, and you just live off of your dividends. And only some companies offer dividend stocks, right? But if let's say as an Apple is one of those companies. Do you mm -hmm. have to buy dividend stocks or when you buy a stock, it is a dividend stock? Like are mm. all of their shares dividend stocks? Yeah. So in most cases, all their shares would be dividend paying if it's dividend stock. Uh -huh. Some stocks like Facebook or Berkshire Hathaway have multiple tiers. So there's an A class of shares, a B class. Uh, don't even worry about it. I mean, that's like next level complicated shit. yeah like i mean i don't know with facebook some of their shares are voting shares some of the shares aren't voting shares you know mark zuckerberg st structured it so he could be the supreme ruler of facebook for forever oh, basically okay yeah so um what's another red flag that you know or or maybe like a or what's a what's the opposite of red flag green flag that says <laughs> okay i want to buy this stock Ooh, look at that number or thingy there like that definitely like click buy what is your green flags yeah so um i'll look at uh what people are saying on like reputable sites like fool.com and they kind of have like a sentiment analyzer mm. so it's like a graph of like lots of people think it's up or down you could look at i mean there are tons of graphs you could look at moving averages um there's one technical it's called uh the macd it's like moving average convergence divergence and it's pretty cool because it's these two lines and whenever they meet, like uh, the stock moves in another direction. So you can kind of see like, mm. I mean, the thing is you can analyze numbers for forever. There's like unlimited amount of numbers. And I'm basically saying like, forget about it. Look at the PE. So you know about the general, you know, value of the stock. You have to understand the company, believe in the product and then read some news. Like, you know, read some news from reputable sources. Which would be? Which would be, um, can you recommend any places? Because you know, 
like not Fox News or MSNBC or CNN or maybe BBC. I don't know if they cover American stocks. I probably don't, but. All right, look, here's the thing is, is nobody know, sorry, I, I say reputable. I mean, everyone is just like me or you and they have a blog and, or they're a writer for CNBC and they just write stuff right. and then it's all their own opinions. No one knows really. Yeah. If they, if they knew they'd be like billionaires, right. you know, it'd be like the movie so, pie. Exactly. Yeah. So, uh, you got to read a lot of the news and kind of get the vibes also take into account what you think. Cause a lot of these people are trying to be polarizing uh-huh. because that's what gets clicks. Sure. Controversy. Um, yeah. And you know, like, um, maybe you love the company and the PE is cheap, but then you're reading the news and everyone's like almost in bankruptcy or whatever. And then maybe, you know, that's when you know to stay away. All right. Now, what do you think about somebody like Jim Cramer, uh, with, mad money like should should i be following what he says because i've heard <laughs> that he's just a fucking joke okay he's he's like trying to us uh, and it's a very easy idea to sell he's like selling the idea of like you get in the stock market and you're just gonna make mad money you're just gonna buy what he says and then it's gonna do great and you're gonna be super no like i'm sorry like he doesn't know the answer like no one knows the answer yeah. i think the problem with jim kramer is he's all crazed and hyped and he's basically convincing you and so if you buy it from what he says like look maybe he has great ideas you know i don't listen to a show but it's on you to do the research sure okay that makes sense because i i you know um i've i've bought the other the other stock i bought pandora when that came out and that tanked too <laughs> so it's like and, and i guess the i guess um you would recommend that somebody like if you had ten thousand dollars to spend in the stock market not to put it all in one basket right it's that's isn't what pandora that, oh, sorry that's what diversifying is yeah like you know like i have money in betterment because i think it's like a solid wealth building strategy mm-hmm. but then when there are companies like i i, I hold uh i think like three companies now total have- actually it might even only be two like i totally sold a lot of my individual stocks because i wanted to get like into other things i got you know my condo and i wanted a little less risk all right so you so are those two companies tesla and apple right now yeah yeah okay so i mean that's not really diversifying that's just that you just have two stocks well i have two stocks i have money in betterment i have money in lending club um, I have money in various funds. So like diversification okay. is like the whole picture. Okay. My stocks are one piece, you know, and because the thing is, is uh, I have done well. I've had a fair amount of stocks, but uh, like, yeah, I don't know. It's very risky. Yeah. But I mean, and if you want to do it, there's, I mean, are you discouraging people from doing it? No, Would I you- mean. Uh, it's, it's risky. Like buying a house is risky in a specific town, city, neighborhood, tiny, you know, you can get a fund, cover a lot of stocks, right. less risky. Okay. And could do just as well. But then do you know, like when you buy a fund, you're not picking the individual stocks in that fund. It's already kind of pre bundled for you. Right. It's like buying There's, a Christmas gift basket instead of, you know, one candle at a time. Yeah, maybe something like that. For you if your Christmas out gift there. basket keeps giving you more gifts, <laughs> All right. hopefully. 
Yeah, well, I mean, you don't want just one candle. Like, you don't want to be buy one peppermint flavored can't flavored. You don't want to buy one peppermint <laughs> aroma candle because then you're after like two weeks, you're like, fuck, it smells like peppermint all the time. Like, I want to switch it up. Yeah, <laughs> you buy the whole array of Christmas candles. Right now, you can be like, all right, well, let's switch it up. Let's do evergreen. Yeah, let's do beach yeah. sandalwood or whatever the hell. That that's a thing. I don't know. No, <laughs> I don't know why I decided to uh, relate stocks to uh, a Christmas basket full of candles. I mean, I could have did it with like a uh, make your own six pack of beer would have been a little <laughs> bit more manly of me to do. But you're sending hints to the audience that if you're sending Matt a gift basket, make sure it's filled with candles. Yankee only. Scented. Scented. Yeah. All the other candles suck. Yankee's the only one that smells good. Remember that. And they're expensive. I know, but totally worth it. Yeah, don't tell us. Don't tell us we never taught you anything. <laughs> Buy candles, not the stock, the, the actual candles. But maybe if you believe in the candle and uh, they have a good uh, PE rating and their yield percentage is is decent, and uh, there's no news that these candles are suddenly catching on fire. Ho! <laughs> I hope they catch on fire. <laughs> then I'd say. Buy all the stock you can in Yankee Candle. Just pump all of your money in there. Take it out of your equity of your home. Sell your car. Throw it all on Yankee. Now, now it's time for that that dude who speaks really fast and does this claim like, all words are are yeah. like, you know that easy. <laughs> no thoughts prohibited or whatever the fuck. They yeah. Say. No, that's all right. Well, that's interesting. I I don't think I'm gonna uh, run out and buy any stocks personally because um, I'm afraid. I've been afraid since I <laughs> bought three different kinds of stocks and they all kind of failed. I'm more of an I'm more of a life cycle index fund kind of investor. I and think. I think that's really where you should go. Yeah, I think that's like the real answer. Like but, you could buy stocks, and if you believe, you could make a lot of money. Yeah, but uh, only if like you really, really, really are sure. Or you want to be a part of something. You may want to be a part of this company. Like, I, dude, I would. Like if I had money, I would invest in Tesla because I am on the same lines as you. Like I think Tesla is like the shit on fire, pun intended. It's just <laughs> it's just to me, I think like that is the future and there's no way it could go wrong. And I truly believe in the company. I, I've read a lot about them. Well, not in the intention of buying stock, but just in as a tech nerd and, you know, eco friendly tree hugger, uh I you know, to me that just seems like the way to go. But I, I you know, um, and I would, if I want me one day, I'll, uh, invest in Tesla. But by the time I invest in Tesla, it'll be like $800 a share knowing my luck. And then I'll buy it. And every one of their car catches on fire on the same day. And then I'm like, $0 stocks. The company <laughs> went under. You're an idiot. Ah, oh, damn it. But that's the risk of buying stocks. And I actually just want to say that like, yeah, actually it's yeah. Okay. So there's some good tips. I mean, just to start, uh, definitely buy what you know. Buy, you know, buy something that you're comfortable with. Uh, don't just, you know, if you've never listened to Pandora, me, uh, and you go and buy Pandora, <laughs> well, that's probably not a good idea. If you love Pandora and it's like the greatest thing that ever happened to you and you think it's the future of listening to music, then sure, go ahead and buy it and whatever. Uh, another thing is look at P.E. ratios. So the lower the P.E. number, the better, right? The Typically, cheaper. The yeah. cheaper. Okay. Um, you always want to look for stocks when they're at their cheapest, hopefully. So like you mentioned, uh, how Apple, once they launched the uh, launch a product and everything kind of 
everyone's like, oh, this is the same damn phone as the last time. And then everyone sells it. Oh, they're never going to make a new iPod. And just, you know, <laughs> exactly. Everyone sells it. Everyone and then sells it. a month later, record sales. Yeah, oh, right. And then everyone yeah. buys it in a frenzy and your stock will go up. Your, you know, your share price will go up. So that's good. Um, and uh, the one thing I really didn't understand from this conversation was the whole yield percentage. That doesn't make any sense to me. And, and, and dividends also don't make any sense to me. But uh, <laughs> I will learn and we will cover this topic again. And hopefully when we do, yeah, I will know a little bit more. But I'm glad that you're here to provide that information to me. And I'm going to ask you some stuff uh, off the air as well because it, I'm just interested and I want to learn and, and everyone else does. So, But if you do understand the yield percentages, I guess <laughs> go Google it. I don't <laughs> we don't know what we're talking about. So, Well, I'm also, I'm also in the process of writing like a whole – article on all this stuff oh, and I'll, I'll detail it like in depth oh, cool. so when it when it goes live we'll link to it in the show all notes. right excellent excellent so um so that's it and uh i just want to thank everybody um recently we've uh we did our podcast is doing very well this show is doing very well it's killing it yeah um you know we're our numbers are increasing as far as downloads are concerned the only thing we can really track uh, our ratings, uh, iTunes ratings, there's a lot of people reviewing in iTunes, which is helping us out tremendously. A lot of people are subscribing and downloading, and I've I've gotten feedback of people who have binge listened to like all ten episodes. I'm <laughs> like, well, that's just crazy, but hey, that's great. And, yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, and I also, um, you know, we 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 were on the front page of of iTunes. Uh, we've been on the investing. We were number seven in, in the investing category, which was. I saw us as number six. Oh, did you? Well, I know we keep going in and out. I saw us now. We're at nineteen, so I really don't know what the algorithm is that they're tracking this stuff. But regardless, yeah. what we what we know for sure is that if you enjoy the show, please leave us a review on iTunes and subscribe to us, so that every time we come out with a new episode, which. Right now is every Monday, and we've been doing it twice a week recently, so we're doing it on Mondays and Thursdays, but you can pretty much bet that it'll be out every Monday, and it'll automatically download to your phone or to your computer or however you listen to it, even on Stitcher as well and some other podcast directories. And uh, and just, again, I want to thank everybody for listening to the show. Andrew, I'm sure you want to thank them as well. Yes, guys. Thank you. It's really awesome, Yeah, all the response we've been getting. Yes. Yeah. So, with that said, Andrew, I bid you farewell. (laughs) Oh, what happened? (laughs) Later, man. Later. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed the show and would like to hear more, subscribe to the Listen Money Matters podcast and leave a positive review on iTunes. For more information, visit listenmoneymatters.com. Peach out, home slice.